welcome back everyone to Stay at Your Lane. Today uh, we're going to pick a subject out I think that is uh, not spoken about enough is how to gain successful support from your stakeholders in your organization. So I asked both of you on for different reasons. Uh, Nathan, I think you're very good at articulating uh, and communicating what needs are and a path towards that. And I think that's why you're successful in a lot of ways at, at doing this. And I asked Glenn Kepke from Four Kites to step in here. I know that it's uh, you know, uh, not necessarily what you do every day, Glenn, but I do recognize your skill set. So uh, thank you both for participating. Uh, Nathan's with Organic Valley, and he's a TMS director. Is that, is that correct, Nathan? Fair enough. Fair enough? Close enough. Yeah. All right. And Glenn, uh, your title, no matter what it says, probably can't encompass the skill set. So we're going to say everything, Glenn Kepke. Jack of all trades is what I say. Thank you. Th yes, absolutely. I look at you as Jim Jensen from the Dolphins in the 80s. You can long snap, you can punt, you can hold, you can kick off, you can play tight end. You know, just put him in the game. Just don't make me run. Well, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> He's a run stopper at this stage of life, right? There you go. All right. So, um, you know, from your own experience, Nathan, uh, can, you, can you share with, with us and our listeners, you know, maybe some of the roadblocks that I think fundamentally everyone has in this subject matter on communicating a need and then getting the support from your stakeholders. Realistically, when you, you know, and I'm assuming this is every company, at least it's been every company that I've had experience with, is really it all comes down to the timing. You know, four kites, uh, talking to four kites uh, or any application for that matter uh, is where does it, does it fit in the budget? Is there money in the budget? If not, can there be money in the budget? And what is the justification for it to be in the budget? So, you know, the, and do you have the resources to implement said application, whether it be in your own internal departments or, you know, does the, your information resources or IT department have the uh, bandwidth to work on that project as well? Or are they tied up with something else, you know, like an ERP implementation or, you know, whatever. Um, and, but the biggest thing is, you know, the biggest roadblock is a, is there money in the budget? And, you know, for that initial, uh, to get it up and running and then what's the ROI. And if you can do the research ahead of time to present the ROI of what you expect, what, you know, all the bells and whistles, um, you know, we found that that's our best, if you want to call it play is to make sure that we have all of the I's dotted and the T's crossed to start that, you know, so if we really would like the application, like four kites, um, you know, it was after much decision-making and, and the, the, the Gartner magic quadrant and, and interviews, et cetera, uh, that we went with the four kites and, or that we decided that would be the one we wanted to go with. Um, then it was, what can we get out of it? What's the ROI to make this other than something that we want to implement and would be a, 
you know, an expense. So the whole point of, yes, there's initial expense. However, here's the ROI for it of what we're expecting, you know, for this to return to us. And the point where it's paying for the gentleman that is uh, overseeing it, Tyler. Um, Now, granted, Tyler also wears many hats. But, you know, it allows us to fight our deductions, our the penalties, um, and, you know, also be proactive with our, you know, customer notifications uh, if there are any issues along the way. And, you know, we came out net positive, you know, after the initial expense of, uh, you know, implementing the program and getting, you know, up and running, you know, we are now seeing that ROI we have improved our customer service, which is the number one thing. I mean, that's that's the number one thing in everybody's book. Improve your customer service, customer experience. And to top it off, that you know, it pays for itself mm-hmm. uh, and it ends up saving us, you know, saving us money. So that that's your number one thing. How how is this? not only a benefit to you, but a benefit to the, you know, for us, the co-op as a whole. Right. Customer service, cost reduction. So if I paraphrase everything you said there, because there's a lot of things in the the pieces to that puzzle. Timing, budget for the initial expense, then justification, which, you know, leads towards the ROI, and and then understanding what your resources are in your organization at that time, and do they have the bandwidth to do it? And then, you know, do the research on the front side to, to bring the value on the back side. So you basically look at it, Nathan, like, let's do our homework, let's understand what value we're gonna get from it, and then if we're gonna make uh, a presentation uh, return on an investment from a numbers perspective you felt would would help you get the support you needed and the end result is a, a, hopefully a cost reduction of losses and a higher level of customer service so you ideally you want to present win-wins right you are exactly correct All and right. thank you for paraphrasing as I was prattling on no <laughs> I just I'm <laughs> I, I want to listen. You guys are on here for a reason. Now, I've got some other parts to add, but I'm going to let Glenn, because I don't want to jump in. I'm going to let Glenn share, because whether it's four kites or a, a TMS system or an ERP system or a warehouse management system, h- how to communicate what the need is upstream right to the stakeholders so i'd like to grab glenn and say glenn we're going to put the same question out to you what type of an outline do you see when you want to push upstream for support or have in the past i appreciate that and thanks for having me on i think nathan summarized the the points well there's a couple hurdles you know i would add and then i'll kind of give some prescriptive solutioning as well so a couple other hurdles uh, I would add is the reality of just competing priorities, right? Is if you're working in a single silo or a single function, obviously you have a lot more control. But when you think of enterprise software uh, or any integration, you may touch, you know, TMS systems, WMS, John, you just mentioned 
a few of these ERP, you have a lot of cases where there's just competing priorities, right? You go through a planning cycle and all of a sudden you think you know your plan for the year and all of a sudden something happens and you've got to change course, right? And so what we see a lot and what I've seen throughout my career is what are the competing priorities that are out there, right? Anytime your company or your teams are focused on a, a project, you are intentionally not focusing on something in your organization. So one, making sure it's clear about, you know, what those priorities are um, that you're focused on. And then two, what are you kind of pushing to the side, right? And saying, hey, for our org, we're going to table that. The other one is just general functional roadblocks. I think the the reality of at least software purchasing, but even when you get in the services side, IT orgs and integration orgs are stretched thin, right? I think when you look at um, the the onset of emerging technology, it just it can hurt IT teams that are already spread thin. They're trying to manage backlogs. They're trying to manage bugs from other things that they've got in house. And so, you know, this concept of what are the different functional roadblocks across teams is real. And so, these are things that orgs need to consider. In in Nathan's example, I think it was emblematic of a company with with Organic Valley where they kind of knew where they needed to go. They had a prescriptive solution in mind, but I would say that a lot of companies don't know where to ideate and what's out there for them. So when I think of just broader logistics technology uh, and supply chain technology, as we talk to our customers, our prospects, there is a real scenario where it's like, how do I ideate? How do I know what's there? Where should I be invested in? And there's different ways to get that information, right? Nathan mentioned Gartner, uh, Magic Quadrant is one. A lot of companies leverage consulting companies. Many folks go to trade shows. A lot of people talk to their carriers and suppliers. And so one of the, the things that's important is any company looks at their existing process from logistics to warehousing to, to broader supply chain. It's figuring out where should we be looking or what should we be considering that we're not today? And one of the best ways to handle that is just through your own executive business reviews with your existing partners, right? Don't necessarily make it so transactional and tactical. Talk about what they're seeing in the market, what you're seeing in the market, where are companies going over the next few years, and take a step back and say, look, if we operated with no constraints, what's the different processes we'd have? What's the different technology? Would our the makeup of our team and our people be different, right? So that idea of making sure you're ideating and thinking about the bigger picture is key. And so, you know, if I were to summarize kind of the five big hurdles, so time we talked about, budget, competing priorities, uh, functional roadblocks, and then lastly, just being able to ideate in in solution for what better ways you could operate tomorrow, uh, the next month, and the, the next year. So in terms of, you know, managing up, I think Nathan did a great job explaining kind of how they did it Organic Valley and how we would support and suggest for other companies. But number one is supply chain logistics is a team sport, right? Hopefully we're all team players. Otherwise you don't last very long in in transportation. True statement. Nobody's successful on their own in transportation. Correct. So, you know, number one is get the team involved, right? Just because you have an idea that's great and all, but you know, the team is more important than the the individual. And so from the get-go, make sure you have a team involved, really understand kind of the use case behind it. Why is it different? 
Why is it better than the next widget? And how is it different than what I've already got? Whether, whether you're going for any funding request, whether it's a positive ROI, a, a flat ROI or a negative ROI, at the end of the day, the real constraint we all have is people, right? That's There's few such little expertise in supply chain at every company. And so it's important to understand those use cases and what really is going to change and how quickly you can change it. So those are a couple tidbits as companies think about how they go and address some of these challenges within their org. Well, I think you hit it. You did a very good job uh, painting a broader picture, and that's why I brought you in here, Glenn. Uh, first off, thank you, because that was very good. And you're challenging me at times, and this is all I do all day, transportation, right? So I uh, idealize what we're trying to get to and goals, and then you get everybody together and you share a goal, which creates the teamwork, and everybody takes ownership. And uh, So we're always looking for a better way to manage efficiencies. If I reach to management and say, I need this, and, and this is what, uh, this is what's going to change so that either the, the dog wags the tail, not the tail wags the dog, whether it's a technology expenditure or uh, a, a people expenditure, you know, we have to have a, an open discussion. But I, I follow both of your outlines at some level, okay? But at the end of the day, I have to have personal ownership for whatever I ask for, for its success. Now, that's the way I'm wired, and that's the way we operate. But I don't want to put things together that aren't successful and bring value. So if it brings a value, it may be a cost of doing business, but it brings a value and gives us an advantage over our competitor or with our client. It, it leads to an advantage for them. So it brings them a customer service value. Continue watching on the next episode of the Stay in Your Lane podcast.